Terrell Edmonds is gone from the Pittsburgh Steelers here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. We'll talk about the impact of that and what that means for free agency and NFL draft plans. It's Chris Carter, your host here, along with Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WXI. It's going to be a fun episode. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and especially on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And we're always happy to bring on our Friday episodes. Jenna Harner, Channel 11 WPXI here in Pittsburgh. Jenna, it's great to have you back. Chris, it is great to be here as always on a Friday just, you know, enjoying the end of the week here. It's great. It is great. Now, it may not be great for Steelers fans who were big fans of Terrell Edmonds because yeah. he tweeted out basically that he's out. But it was I thought it was a a like a, a positive, you know, a, like a like a positive, you know, what do you call that? Disjoining or positive departure from the Steelers. Yeah. He tweeted out, uh, what was it, Thursday morning? Thank you, Pittsburgh, for making my dreams come to reality. You will forever be a part of me and my journey. I'm thankful for all. Uh, of my coaches, teammates, and every fan supporting, and you know my brothers and all that. So Terrell Edmonds, obviously not sore about anything, just probably a mutual thing there. Jenna, what is Pittsburgh losing in Terrell Edmonds, a guy that they've had since they drafted him in the first round of 2018? Well, they're losing a guy that first and foremost, in my opinion, had a really good relationship and a really good rapport on and off the field with Minka Fitzpatrick. So you're losing that part of your safety duo, your safety tandem, if you will, just in the sense that I know there's so much talk about the style in which Minka Fitzpatrick plays and why sometimes it's a little bit hard for players to kind of be kind of the counterpoint and to be that, you know, co-counterpart to that style, if you will. Um, and we heard a lot about, you know, the last throughout the last couple, the last season in particular, I should say, especially towards the end of the year when there were questions about Terrell Edmonds and his potential going into free agency, just, you know, what he brings to the defense. And we heard Minka just talk about the way he compliments him so well in terms of the stylistic components of what those two together as a tandem bring on the field. So of course they're losing that type of player that, you know, obviously knows how to play with Micah Fitzpatrick, but you're also losing a guy in the locker room who had a lot of energy, who had a lot of, you know, and again, I know that it's not to say that other players they bring in can't replicate that and can't bring that in, but Terrell Edmonds was always a player too. And, you know, you have to thank him for all that he did, but I really did appreciate how whenever you needed to talk to somebody in the locker room and you're like, Hey, can I grab you for a second? He would be absolutely willing to talk. He would be absolutely willing to break things down. Down, no matter what, after a win, after a loss. Um, and I think the Steelers definitely miss a little bit of that. Absolutely. And I think that I mean, one thing he made sure to be part of the Pittsburgh community as well. Uh, I covered what was a vigil turned into a celebration for DeMar Hamlin the day that he was let out of the hospital after his after his incident on the football field. And right there in the event was Terrell Edmonds hanging out with the crowd, taking pictures with people, supporting along with Marcus Allen and other Steelers. But, you know, he's always he hasn't been shy about being part of the Pittsburgh community. He has been shy about being, you know, being, you know, being friendly with Steelers fans. I think that that's something that definitely you miss there. But you're right on top of the playing aspect. Him and Minka Fitzpatrick 
were so smooth together. They, the yeah. communication that they had, the Steelers, they there's a couple times here and there they would give up big plays, but most of the time it wasn't because of a misalignment. They, 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 no. they, they, every team, every player gets beat at some point. Sometimes you get out jumped. Some guys are faster than you, but. The Steelers used to have a problem before Edmonds and Minka Fitzpatrick win. Back in the days, it was Sean Davis and Mike Mitchell and that crew. They'd give up a lot of big plays. When Edmonds and, and Fitzpatrick were together at the same time, that was such that was that was chopped off. It was a steep decline, I'd say, from where the Steelers used to be as far as the give the big plays they would give up on the regular. And I think that was a huge part of the defensive uptick that we saw, along with Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, and all the positive the Steelers defense has brought over the past few years. Absolutely. And I think he was such an integral part of that group and that what that defense was. And look, this isn't a detrimental loss. I think a lot of people, especially from what I've been seeing on social media and the way that people have been reacting, this is a hit. I don't think a lot of Steelers fans, especially in the last the way that Omar Khan and company have kind of handled free agency up to this point. I don't think a lot of Steelers fans entirely anticipated Terrell Edmonds leaving. I know there was some question marks about it, but it just did feel a little bit like okay, he probably is going to resign. They're probably going to work something out. But at the same time, it doesn't come as a major surprise. And I think I go back to when we were talking with Terrell Edmonds in locker clean out right towards, you know, right at the end of the season there. It might have been one of the last, if not the last times we spoke with him. But there did seem like a little bit of, I don't want to say uncertainty, but it did to me feel like, okay, more likely than not, he may not be back. And just the way that he was talking with us, and you never know, and a lot of this is business decisions too. I mean, at the end of the day, this is these guys, this is the livelihood of these players. This is what they're getting paid to do, getting Absolutely. paid to put their bodies on the line. So, you know, I always, I never understand the notion of people being really upset when like someone goes somewhere else for more money because you would do the same thing if you had the opportunity. If it was like, hey, you can go to a better place here, better situation. But I, I, I don't think it's as detrimental, I guess, of a loss as people think it is. It's definitely a hit, but I don't think it's this, oh, my God, the world is ending, everything's on fire type thing here. No, I'm right with you. And on the part of the, the Terrell Edmonds payment part, I bet you this was the center of it because Terrell Edmonds, he's, what, 26 years old? Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy who's been, he's been around the NFL uh, for now. This is, he'll be entering his sixth season in the NFL. This guy wants to get paid. And – he got good money as a rookie, but then last year was his first contract after his rookie deal. He only made $2.5 million. I imagine the Steelers probably offered him around a similar range as far as what they what they won. He's probably like, listen, man, if I can get that somewhere else, I'm going to go get it. And what, you know, again, we're recording this Thursday mid-afternoon, so it hasn't been announced where he's going yet. Some people are thinking the Bears to go join his brother Tremaine Edmonds, which could be possible, but – um, I think this is you know part of the thing is that it's just it's the tough business decisions. The Steelers they've made a lot of signings. They brought in Samalo, they brought in Holcomb, they brought in Peterson, they brought in brought in Roberts, and they they're bringing all these guys in. And sometimes that means there's other money that you can't free up to pay other guys long term, especially when you know you're gonna want to get some. You're still you're probably still gonna be bringing in some more guys in the near future. So for Terrell Edmonds. Like you said, I, I don't find this too. You know, this isn't devastating. It's, but it's you know, it's unfortunate because I think a lot of people saw what he was able to do for the Steelers. Also at the strong safety position, he was a big reason why tight ends used to annihilate the Steelers week yeah. in and week out for years. And then you put him out there; he was a guy he could run step for step with Mark Andrews and make him not as big, not as a big factor in the game. Uh, again, I, I don't think it's crushing that they lost him, but he was a, a solid puzzle piece that was used over the years and used well for the Steelers.
Yeah, especially, too, after the year he had this past season, because I think there was a lot of conversation as the season went along about, oh, wow, Terrell, not, not, I guess not wow in that sense, but just it was one of those Terrell Edmonds was having a very steady, very solid season. Yeah. It wasn't anything, you know, he, he's not producing an insane amount of turnovers, picking every single guy off, but it was one of those you just there was a steady consistency from him that I think this year was like, it, it, you know, it. Steelers fans, I know that they've kind of been a little bit up and down on him because obviously with the first round pick and with the expectations that come along with that, and did he exceed them or did he meet them? You want someone to exceed them, obviously. But I think last year, season last year was just kind of that perfect, hey, this is who I am. This is what I am. This is what I bring to this team, that type of season for him. And I think it showed in a lot of really solid ways. But at the same time, if he has an opportunity to go somewhere else and make more money, that's probably going to be the case here, especially after the season that he had, knowing that there had been some up and down seasons prior to a year ago. Absolutely. But with Terrell Evans gone, that means there's now a need at safety definitively for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll get into who can fill that spot, both on the free agent side and in the draft, because we were just talking about this a little bit earlier this week about you know maybe some extra secondary guys they can add. And now all of a sudden, safety has become a much bigger target, which involves a couple key needs. Before we get to the draft, we'll talk free agency. And before we get to that, I'd love to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at Built Bar. And right now, it's March Madness, the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight. They're, here, they're, they're upon us. And here to celebrate that, Built Bar has their own March Madness bracket with all of your favorite Built Bars and Built Puffs. So it's time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite. You'll, you know, I'll be voting for the double chocolate flavor. I love the, the double fudge chocolate. It tastes like a brownie along with the, the, the chocolate covering. It's awesome for you. And again, when you're eating these, you're only getting 130 calories, but packing in 17 grams of protein. It's very good for you. It's awesome. And it tastes great too. So go vote for yours for your favorite built bar at builtmarchmadness.com. And when you vote for your favorite built bar, you'll be entered in a drawing to where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. Not only that, one locked on fan will receive a 12 month subscription to built to have their built, their favorite built best bars uh, and puffs delivered monthly straight to their door. You got to try built. Built the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing, and you won't even think that they're good for you while they actually are. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite Built Bar or Puff to pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your your pick by supporting Built Bar at BuiltMarchMadness.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, before we get to the draft, there are interesting options out there in free agency still. Now, the top guys that were, you know, everyone was looking at are all gone. Jesse Bates is with the Falcons. Chauncey Gardner-Jones is with the is with the Lions. Jordan Poyer's with the Bills. Again, uh, Vaughn Bills with the Panthers now. So a lot of guys have been signed to top different teams. But there's a few guys out there. Who are who? I think everyone needs to take a li- listen to. Also, check out Alan Saunders' article on this in SteelersNow.com. He does a great job breaking this down. And his three guys were the three guys that I was looking at here. One, you got John Johnson the third, Cleveland Browns safety, a guy who's more of a free safety role than you know, who's really good in coverage and can help there. Then you have. Um, Taylor Rapp, who's kind of the opposite. He's an excellent tack- tackler, but he's not as great in coverage, and so he can help in the in the upfront part. Uh, Adrian Amos, who 
you know, has a lot of great experience and, and is able to kind of build between there, but he can't, he's coming off kind of a rough 2022 season. And it kind of gives you the look where all these guys, they're in their 20s. Rap is 25. Amos is 29. John Johnson is, is 27. But I think the big question is, Jenna, what kind of safety should replace Terrell Evans? Because he was more of a box safety. But DeMonte KZ, he can play free, but he can come up and hit too. Should the Steelers... Seriously, if they're going, if they're going to go in free agency, it doesn't guarantee that they are. If they're to go in free agency, would you rather see the Steelers get another box type safety or get another kind of free safety that allows them a little bit more flexibility for who's going to come down and help in, in the in the box? Well, I think that's kind of the big question that Omar Khan and his crew are trying to figure out right now, and I think that that goes into the whole point about. What does this defensive identity want to be, especially right. in the secondary? Because we had talked a lot, and I know we're going to talk about this more, about this team wanting to produce more turnovers and some of the guys that they've already brought in in free agency and the way in which they've been able to, in the past couple of seasons, create turnovers. That's why, to me, I keep looking at Taylor Rapp as kind of a player that has some intrigue, mainly because, again, you talk about making turnovers, getting your hands on the football. I believe the numbers are, let me have them right, he had 12 passes defended and six interceptions in just the last two seasons, where if you look Mm -hmm. at Edmonds' numbers, he had five and five over five seasons. So if this is kind of the way and the direction in which Omar Khan and Kevin, or, you know, I was going to say Kevin Colbert, Omar Omar Khan and Mike Tomlin, uh, Mm -hmm. and and those guys in the front office, kind of Andy Weidel too, want to pivot a little bit. I don't want to entirely say pivot, but if they want to focus their attention in that direction, I think Taylor Rapp could be one of those potential guys. But it is really intriguing just to kind of see how Edmund's departure does really reshape if it's going to reshape anything. Do they want to go get a guy that's kind of similar to the way in which he played? Because again, you know it can complement Micah Fitzpatrick style really well. Or do you kind of find a guy that might be a hybrid between both or maybe another guy that is kind of more of that free safety type where you can have him and Minka kind of working in tandem in that way and what that's going to look like and how they'll sub KZ in in certain packages and things along those lines as well. That was one of the things that we talked about all offseason leading into last year was when KZ, before KZ was injured for half the season, yeah. there was an exciting prospect of having all three safeties on at the same time. Minka yep. is your your top guy that's going to be the kind of the, the X-factor player. And then KZ and Edmonds guys who could flip-flop between helping in the box versus helping in deep coverage. And I think that could be something the Steelers are looking for. Um, and so when you're looking at free agents, you're looking at guys with experience rap, uh, you know, coming from the Rams, you know, he's a guy that could play in the box there and, you know, maybe can switch a little bit there. Uh, again, I, I don't think that he's the best in coverage. Like if we're looking talking about the three, I think that maybe he's the most, the biggest liability uh, in, in coverage there. Adrian Amos, I think could fit that role, but the idea of getting like a John Johnson type who, would be a free safety that would give you three guys in the field who I think each of them are coming up and willing like they're when you look at their 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 uh, play on tape each of those guys look like guys who can who could come up who can hit but maybe you don't maybe they don't do it all the time because of their roles in the defense but yeah. if you had three safeties that you could rotate between that way you know when the inevitable injury happens to make Fitzpatrick or to John Johnson or to to Monte KZ you have you you have still have if one of them's down you still have two guys that can help in both situations and give you that flexibility which is all that is which I think is very important for what the Steelers are trying to do on defense especially considering their other two safeties still on the roster Miles Killebrew more of a special teams guy Trey yeah. Norwood who kind of stood out as a rookie didn't have as great of a second year season but maybe he bounces back and is another depth piece the Steelers can use as well 
I also just have to laugh continuously at John Johnson. And I mean this in the nicest way. I'm not saying this in a bad way. Um, a former colleague of mine of my first job, his name was John Johnson. And he oh, would get Twitter. Like got, people would tag <laughs> him constantly thinking it was John Johnson, you know. And he would always be like, it's not me. So that's just why I always have to chuckle there. Well, well, welcome to my world as a guy who grew up with uh, with the name Chris Carter yep. uh, and, 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 and that I still get some people messaging me thinking that I'm him. Uh, but uh, but no, but th that, that that is pretty funny. But no, but seriously, we look at we look at these safeties here. And I just again, I, I look across the board. I think it's gonna be very interesting. One, do they even go free agency? Because we're gonna get to the draft options in just a minute here. Yeah. But if they go free agency, they're adding another veteran to that to the safety to the safety group. And I guess that's a question, Jenna. With the money that the Steelers are spending at safety, we, I don't think we've seen Demonte Casey's official contract yet. I don't, I don't think he's actually signed technically yet either. Yeah. But Minka Fitzpatrick, one of the most expensive safeties in the league, if not the most expensive safety in the league, do the Steelers want to pay another veteran salary for that position? Or should the move be, you know what, let's get a guy on a rookie deal, not that expensive, and then that can be the young guy that kind of works up with the group and you know is, is there for another four or five years, depending on which round, the round they draft him in. Yeah, and I think that's going to be kind of crucial. I know we're going to talk about the draft in a little bit, but like where do you kind of want to allocate your resources and what does this do now? How much does this change their draft plan and how big of an impact does this have? And obviously they are well aware and they're working, you know, we're – we, we don't have half the insight into what's going on behind closed doors at the Steelers facility now in terms of how they're thinking they're going to, you know, reshape things here and what route they're going to go. But that is a really good point where it's like, do you want to entirely spend that money on a guy in free agency? And depending on how much you're going to get him for, if you can get him for an Edmonds like salary, sure, absolutely. I think a couple million dollars is a really good investment to be able to put down there in that way. So you don't have as many glaring quote-unquote needs when you go into the draft but at the same time is this kind of that direction they're going to go now or hey maybe we would do want a guy in the first round here maybe a second rounder that's going to kind of fill in and work alongside Mika Fitzpatrick and then rotate in and out with Demonte KZ and how big of an impact would that be on a younger player versus potentially a veteran here yeah, I think it, it, that's a big question there. You know, the balance that is there. Um, you have veterans. Maybe veterans can help a rookie uh, in, in that situation. I, I think those are all good questions. And that's, again, where Omar Khan is going to have – Omar Khan, Andy Waddle, and, and Mike Tomlin, they're going to have to decide what is the best approach here to, to do that. We've been talking a lot about those rookies. We're going to go over some of those NFL draft options because I know there's a lot of Steelers fans that are screaming into the to, the, to their uh, their radio right now, wherever their, their headphones, wherever they're listening. Just draft Brian Branch! Get to the point, Chris! We're getting there. Trust we me. Uh, we, we, we will. But before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about one of our great sponsors, and that, of course, is FanDuel sportsbook the best online sportsbook in america with march madness fully rolling in the nba back you know heading to heating up for the playoffs this is your chance if you haven't gotten in on fanduel sportsbook to get in right now by going to fanduel.com slash locked on and new customers get a no sweat first bet which is worth up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when betting on fanduel.com and fanduel sportsbook just download the fanduel sportsbook app it's safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drain fanduel lets you make player prop bets and gives you so many different options plus FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlays so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you visit FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on learn more make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA
Back here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WXI. Jenna, we've been pushing off the draft this whole time. It's time we'll, we'll go over some names here. Now, the obvious one that we don't really need to introduce too much is Brian Branch. Of course, Brian Branch, the star uh, safety uh, slash slot, slot option for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, he spoke at the Combine about wanting to play with Minka Fitzpatrick and about the, how cool that would be. A lot of people have looked at him. You know, he, he doesn't have the best Combine numbers because he's not the fastest. But you look on the tape and it's like, yeah, that guy knows what he's doing out there. He's he's jumping between several different roles. He's helping everywhere. He's kind of a, a captain leader on the field type of guy. And it, it makes a lot of sense now. I think a lot of people were trying to make this happen beforehand, but we didn't know what the Steelers secondary would look like. But now, as you're sitting here and your best slot corner right now is still Arthur Marlette, and you, and you you now now know that you won't get back Terrell Edmonds, is this now is should is he in your mind, Jenna, the guy that might take first place as far as the guy that that, that all Steelers fans are going to be looking at, and maybe the Steelers should draft over like Joey Porter Jr., uh, Broderick Jones, all the other guys that have been talked about. This is something I kind of keep going back to because now again, there's this immediate. It's a need. It's not, I guess, as much as a desperate need. And again, we could be talking about this. And in 24 hours, Omar Khan could make a move in free agency and bring someone in. And all of this could be a moot point. Right. But I do think that this tells me they might definitely go some defensive player rather than an offensive tackle. And I think that that's shown as well in the way in which they brought in guys on the offensive line through free agency. I think this to me says depending on who's going to be there with that 17th overall pick. If Joey Porter Jr. is going to be there, obviously if Brian Branch is going to be there, that might be more of the direction they go rather than adding another piece to the offensive line. If some of those big name guys like Pete Skronsky and those players, if they're going to be on the list at that time when it's time for the Steelers to draft. I feel like they're definitely going to go more defensively now. I feel like that's just a long way of me saying that. Um, (laughs) But this is going to be kind of too how many pieces kind of all fit together to make the puzzle because is it going to be an opportunity where Branch and Joey Porter Jr. are both there for the Steelers at 17? Is Joey Porter Jr. going to go a pick or two before? And then is it gonna, are they going to be left with Branch? Because most are predicting Branch, correct me if I'm wrong, to be a mid to late first rounder. Yes, that, that, that's around the range. I think everyone – I think the the highest I've seen him pick is like 14. The Patriots are the team that I think that everyone think might be the first mm-hmm. team to jump at him for his versatility. And then I keep hearing, too, I know this is a little bit of a tangent, I keep hearing the Patriots, who are the adamant don't draft a running back in the first round. Everyone's like, hey, uh, they might be going B. John Robinson. So <laughs> I just – you this is kind of the whole thing. Like, you'd never entirely know. But I think for me, this is going to kind of signify, depending on leading up to the draft, if Omar Khan and the front office decide to make any moves with bringing in a safety and free agency, this is going to signify to me that with that 17th pick, they're going to look more in that corner safety, let shore up the defense route and I do think that I know you mentioned Branch talked about potentially playing with Megan Fitzpatrick I do think that that would be something very solid for his development just because again we hear the relationship that Najee Harris and Megan Fitzpatrick have and how the two work together so frequently they were like the last two on the field at training camp on a consistent basis and granted they were both dealing with some injuries there but to me, that would kind of be, I mean, we know that connection, the Alabama connection, how, uh, you know, you look at every roster and there's five, six, seven, eight Alabama guys on those teams. And I think that that could be something too, that would be very beneficial for a guy like Branch coming in. I know we harp on it so much that, you know, leadership type of style, but that would be a big impact thing if this is the direction the Steelers do intend to go. 
I hear you on that. And looking at Brian Branch's numbers just last year, because one thing the Steelers have wanted are guys who are good at good. Yeah, they bring the ball skills. They're good at attacking the ball. Last year, he had two interceptions, allowed two touchdowns, but also broke up six passes. His passer rating on the year sixty nine point three as far as passer rating allowed when throw it thrown his way. Uh, I think that. He's done. He's kind of done the job at Alabama where you could see that and you're like, hey, you know what? He does bring together a lot of skills. And again, when you look at his tape and I I, I didn't study, study Brian Branch the closest because I was looking at looking at safeties that hard. But I did went go and look at a couple of his games and I was like, OK, yeah, this guy can definitely fit. He can you know, he's smart. He's a smart kind of safety that you can pl- put at one position. He can fly to the other. He can disguise. He can help disguise things a lot better. And that's something that I think Terrell Austin really wants to be able to do is have his secondary line up in different positions, allow them to play with quarterbacks heads by, you know, disguising one thing, jumping to another and being in their spot. That's something that they were able to do with KZ Edmonds and Fitzpatrick. I think that's something they, they would be able to do if Brian Branch was brought in there. But Jenna, there's also other guys on this list that you could look at right now. Another big one is Antonio Johnson. He's more the the longer, bigger safety that a lot of people look at as the the, the ultimate box option in this group as far as what he brings to the table there. Um, There's Jamie Robinson from Florida State. Jordan Battle, another Alabama product who could be in that conversation. Um, One guy that's closer to home, Jair Brown of of Penn State, another box safety option here. And I just... I look at these options and it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Maybe the Steelers should be looking to get another box safety option to replace Terrell Edmonds, considering the versatility they have with both KZ and Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And I think that kind of, I'm just intrigued to see how it is all going to shake out for so many ways. Like I know a lot of fans are, but just what do they want out of this guy and how does that shape the defense here? Is this going to be, do you want to find someone as similar to Terrell Edmonds in terms of his stylistic approach and obviously him being able to play in the box the way that he does, is that really where you prioritize things or is it more of, again, we want three guys that are, you know, work similar in those types of ways, the way Minga Fitzpatrick and Monte KZ do that all of a sudden, Hey, you have this whole room here that you can confuse all these rookie quarterbacks. I know that that's one of the big reasons why rookie quarterbacks tend to kind of take a little bit to adjust to the Steelers defense just because of all those looks that they show and how do how, what, what is the approach going to be here? How do you want your secondary to really take shape knowing that right now there are two holes you need to fill. Yeah, right. I guess that that's the conundrum that's going to, yeah. that's going to exist there until they find that answer there. Um, and, and again, there's a lot of different options. You know, Brian Branch would be a guy at the top of the draft. You'd probably need to take by the first round. Maybe he slips to 32, um, but I don't imagine he'd slip further than that. No. Um, you know, other guys like Antonio Johnson, I expect him to be second round as well as Jamie Robinson, guys like Jordan Battle, Jair Brown, and other guys out there. Um, those are all guys I think could be had either the third, maybe the fourth round if they slip that far. Safety is always, safety's always a tricky market because yeah, it's just like like you see with with, with unless you're like a, an elite safety. People aren't trying to pay for that in the NFL. They're like, you know what? Are you just decent? Okay, well, we're going to pay you this little bit of money, and then we're going to go draft the safety and get and get a real athlete there. So it's tricky to gauge here. But I guess one of the bigger questions is going to be maybe the Steelers are looking for a guy. We've talked about this a lot. Maybe they're looking for a guy 
who is specifically looking to help or can help with turnover numbers because yeah. that's been such a priority for this team. And my one thinking about Terrell Edmonds coming back is that he, that's his one thing he really didn't do. He could, mm-hmm. he could help against the run. He can help in the slot. He can help on tight ends. He can help on running backs. He can be this puzzle piece to move around. But the one thing you knew he didn't have was ball skills. Yeah. Maybe. The person that they're looking at here is is going to bring those ball skills to add another ball honking member to their secondary, so they can continue to just add up players who can create turners turnovers on their own. Yeah, and again, this is something we've talked about a lot. But when you're in the division itself that has Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson for the moment, and Deshaun Watson, and then you branch out more, and you have the conference with. Oh, I was going to say now we can almost say Aaron Rodgers. Now I, I guess we can say it. I think it's I think it's a done deal. Yeah, you have the potential for Aaron Rodgers to be in the AFC. You have Josh Allen. You have all of you know Justin Herbert. You have these elite quarterbacks in that way. You're gonna have to be able to produce take you know takeaways in that in your secondary, and that is gonna be something too that I think you're just gonna see this Steelers defense continue to build on and find those type of ball hawking players, whether it is through the draft or through free agency, that they can say, hey, look, this is gonna be a big part of what we do. It already is, but it is going to be that much more extensive here because we know that we need to do this in order to hang around in games. We'll see what the move is there. Turnovers, box safety, tackling. What do the Steelers prioritize? Who knows? Maybe by the time we, the, the, that you guys hear this episode, they've already made that decision and signed someone in free agency. But we'll find out. And if we if that does happen, we'll have an update here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast with, with you guys. So either way, keep up with us. We'll keep, we'll keep you updated with all their moves here. And as we inch closer and closer, more pro to the NFL draft, more pro days are coming out. We'll get to see more, more visits from the Steelers top brass and who they're focusing on. They're at, they're at Alabama. That, that's always a big one uh, for, 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 uh, for Thursday. We'll see how they, they process everything moving forward and who else will be on their target list. We'll keep you up to date with that. We'll have a new Monday episode of Locked on Steelers. But Jenna, thanks so much for joining us here on Locked on Steelers. As always, let people know people they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Well, thank you for having me. As always, it's always a pleasure to spend my Fridays here with you and with our viewers and listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram Jenna underscore Harner, and on WPXI uh, locally here in Pittsburgh. You can also stream online and on our app as well. Absolutely. Do check out all the great work they do there at Channel 11 WPXI. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. You can find me on at, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette at post-gazette.com. And you can also find me every, every day, Monday through Friday, on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Download this show on your favorite podcasting app. Listen to us there, or you can watch us on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed this video. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as your bonus content. Thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. Happy weekend, everybody. We have a, have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday with more right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, talking your Pittsburgh Steelers.